Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we celebrate a special day in the church year called the Visitation. It's a day when we remember that great scene in the Bible where two very special moms come together, the Virgin Mary and her older cousin, Elizabeth. Both of them were brimming with joy. Elizabeth was six months pregnant with John the Baptist, whose birth we celebrated, by the way, last Saturday. And Mary, she had just found out, too, from the angel Gabriel that she was bearing a child of her own. And as she learned, not just any child, but God's own son. The angel Gabriel had said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And that angel also tipped off Mary that her cousin too was expecting. So off she ran to her cousin Elizabeth in the hill country of Judea. Well, what a scene it was when these two mothers come together. Baby John in the womb leaps. He jumps at the presence of Christ. And Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, joyfully crying out, Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And Mary, she sings that Magnificat, we call it, that great hymn of the church, which the church prays at Vespers in the evening. Well, the rejoicing of those two special moms, it went on for some time. They had a lot to talk about. Moms do that. And so they stayed together for three months until Mary returned home to give birth to Jesus. Again, it's a joyful meeting. The presence of Jesus causes John to leap in the womb. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and she worships as well. And Mary praises God and sings that beautiful hymn, the Magnificat. Many painters and many artists have depicted this beautiful and tender scene through all the generations. Now at face value, what's not to love here, two joyful expectant moms, and one of them happens to be carrying God's own son in her virgin womb. And what's important to understand through it all is that everything that happens here in the account of the visitation, the singing and the leaping and the rejoicing is all in response to the presence of God in the flesh, the baby inside of Mary's womb, the Redeemer of the world. But at this point, I'd like to actually slow down a bit and set up some of the Biblical background for what we see today. Because there's actually a lot going on in this joyful meeting. There's a whole lot of fulfillment going on of really so much in the Old Testament. And in order to get an appreciation for this visitation and this joyful meeting, you've really got to go back to the Old Testament and the tabernacle. After God delivered his people from Egypt... God instructed Moses to build a tabernacle, a beautiful portable tent, really, and a place of worship. 
And within that tabernacle was the Ark of the Covenant, a special container covered with gold inside and out. And within the Ark of the Covenant was placed three very important things. First, there was a golden jar holding the manna from heaven, which God fed the Israelites through their wandering years. And also within the ark was Aaron's rod, the rod by which God struck the plagues on Egypt and which later sprouted blossoms and was used for priestly service. And third, within that ark were the stone tablets of the covenant, the Ten Commandments and law of God. So I want you to keep all that in mind. Remember, when the Ark of the Covenant was completed, the glory cloud of the Lord covered or overshadowed the tabernacle, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. That was an amazing thing. And that is how God dwelled with his people. So, keeping all of this in mind, I hope you can see what a setup this is. Therefore, for this announcement to Mary, remember how the angel Gabriel had told her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. This is no trivial detail. It means that the glory of the Lord overshadowing the ark and taking up residence in the ark is now present in the womb of Mary in a far more glorious way. Now, in the very flesh and blood of Jesus, the very incarnation of God himself. St. Luke is no slouch when he records these words for us in our gospel this morning. St. Luke, he wants us making important connections with everything that has been building up to this moment. In John the Baptist leaping too, he wants us thinking back on the history of Israel. Remember when Moses died and Joshua led Israel, the Israelites across the Jordan into the promised land. And Joshua, he established the Ark of the Covenant in Shiloh. And there it stayed for more than 200 years. And one day the Israelites, they were losing a battle with the Philistines. And they made the mistake of rushing the Ark into the front lines of battle. Remember that? The Philistines, they captured that ark, but it wasn't intended to be with them. And it had real power, and it gave the Philistines sickness and caused all sorts of problems for them, so that they had to send it back to Israel. And then later one day, David went out to retrieve the ark, and a man named Uzo was struck dead when he touched the ark in the wrong way. He wasn't supposed to do that. David was really rattled by that. And David said, how can it be? that the ark of the Lord can come to me. And that should really sound familiar to us today, because it's just like the words of Elizabeth at the presence of Jesus. And then David, he left the ark in the hill country of Judea for three months, three months, at the house of Obed-Edom. And keep that in mind, too. We are also told that David leapt in front of the ark and that everyone around was shouting for joy. And then David, he took the ark to Jerusalem. At this point, I'd like to reread a short portion of our gospel. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country 
to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Just compare David and the ark to Luke's account of the visitation. Mary and the ark were both on a journey to the same hill country of Judea. When David saw the ark, he rejoiced and said, How is it that the ark of the Lord can come to me? And Elizabeth uses the exact same words. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? When David came in the presence of the ark, he shouted, and he danced and leapt for joy. And John the Baptist, he leaped too at the presence of Christ. I want you to notice that the ark of the covenant remained in the house of a fellow named Obed-Edeb for three months, just as Mary remained in the house of Elizabeth for three months. The place that housed the ark for three months was also blessed, enriched in a very special way by God. So how interesting that Elizabeth is blessed in that special way too by God. In fact, Elizabeth says that she is blessed three times in our text this morning. How interesting. Three times for the presence of the triune God now present in her home. And when the Ark of the Covenant arrived, as when Mary arrived, they were both greeted with shouts of joy. David brings the Ark home to Jerusalem, where God's presence and glory are revealed in the tabernacle and later in the temple. But now something so much greater, because Mary returns home, and after our Lord's birth ends up in Jerusalem, where the incarnate Lord is presented at the temple to fulfill the temple, and to be the temple, the temple destroyed and yet glorious raised up three days later. These parallels should really illuminate our understanding of the feast of the visitation that we celebrate today. In the Ark of the Covenant, God came to his people in a spiritual way. But in Mary's womb and in the person of Jesus Christ, God dwells with us in a much more glorious way, physically, in the flesh and blood of his son, Jesus. That's why the other John, John the Evangelist, would say of Jesus, he has tabernacled among us, and we have seen his glory. You see, the glory hinted at in the tabernacle and the ark, the temple and the sacrifices, and all of that is now among them, veiled in flesh, walking and talking, breathing and living among them in the very flesh and blood of their Messiah. John the Evangelist, he puts it this way, that which was from the beginning, that which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, 
He is the one we proclaim to you. And this little congregation of Mary and Elizabeth and John, they understood this. They got it. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. This is why Mary rejoices, because of the promise of the Savior. And you should all know that there is nothing within Mary, nothing within Elizabeth, nothing within John which merited God's favor and God's grace. It all comes to them as a gift. The song that Mary sings rejoices in her Savior, meaning that she, Mary, needed a Savior, as the church needs a Savior, and as each and every one of you need a Savior. Because you know that there is certainly nothing holy in and of yourself either. But God had mercy on you. He came to you. He sent his son to die for you on the cross and to set you free from all of your sins. So I want you to think again about the Ark of the Covenant. Think again about those three items that the Ark held, the commandments written on stone, the golden jar holding manna, and Aaron's rod that budded. Because that's worth thinking about. First off in the ark was the law of God inscribed in stone tablets. But now in Mary's womb is the very word of God made flesh, a savior to bring forgiveness for lawbreakers and mercy for poor sinners like us. Second, in the ark with the jar of manna, the bread from heaven that kept God's people alive in the wilderness all of those years. But now in Mary's womb is the bread of life which comes down from heaven to bring eternal life to all who will receive him. And third, in the ark was the rod of Aaron, a wonderful sign of the priesthood and a reminder of the deliverance from Egypt. But now in Mary's womb is the eternal high priest who lays down his life on the cross and rises from the dead to deliver us all from the bondage of sin and death to life everlasting. When you think about it, and when you consider what it all means, it's all enough to make us want to leap for joy. And finally, consider that Mary much like the Ark of the Covenant carried Jesus in her womb throughout those nine months. But the scriptures, God's word now says that you are all temples of the Holy Spirit yourselves, and that by your baptisms, Christ too dwells within you. So let us learn from the Feast of the Visitation that Christ is with us, all of us, that we can carry him wherever we go, and that we can visit others with blessings of his grace and forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, amen. Be the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.